Welcome to the Prophecy Club. I've got Jonathan Rose on with me today. He's a fella that will uh, help you when you get your gold and silver and the other precious metals when you go to prophecyclubgold.com. Jonathan, welcome to the Prophecy Club. Stan, it's a pleasure. I've been following you for a number of years, so it's an honor to be uh, joining you today. Okay, well, first thing they're going to want to know is where's that accent from? Yes, definitely not from Kansas. Sorry if I sound a little croaky. I actually lost my voice over the weekend. I had a, a daddy-daughter dance, so uh, that was very exciting. A lot of shouting going on. But I'm originally from London, England, from the UK. So a little bit about me. Um, I grew up in a rural part of, of London, and I was very fortunate enough to work in the city because a lot of jobs in London are finance-related. So I used to work on the London Metal Exchange and kind of to give people a glimpse of what's the London Metal Exchange, kind of very similar to the to the New York Stock Exchange, except they're trading metals. So they have these funny colored jackets on, they're screaming, waving their fingers up in the air. If you look at it from the outside, it looks like complete and utter mayhem, but there is actually some methodical uh, guidelines to how this whole uh, trading works. So I was very fortunate enough to work for big American banks, such as Merrill Lynch, Morgan Stanley, uh, FEMAT Metals, uh, some French banks. And I got really my teeth cut into what we call base metals. And base metals are metals such as uh, aluminum, or aluminium, as we say, right, in England, uh, copper, zinc, lead, tin. These are the five base metals. And we was always trading base metals. But I was very fortunate that um, one of the most famous traders at that time, I'll never forget him, his name was Barry Gersh, and he took me under his wing. And I was very fortunate that he took me under his ring. And I think the only reason why was because my grandmother at the time in England lived next door to his mother in a block of flats. So that's how he kind of knew who I was within the company. And he always used to talk to me, give me little tidbits of information. And I used to say to him, I love base metals, but, you know, I've always believed in precious metals and precious metals, obviously gold and silver. And this is what we're talking about today. And he always used to say to me, Jonathan, and it stuck with me. If you ever trade in precious metals, don't trade it. Hold on to it. Hold on to the tangible metal itself. Now, that really resonated with me because growing up as a child, my grandfather, he used to sit down with me and he used to have these little British gold sovereigns, like gold coins. And he used to give me a gold coin if it was Christmas, my birthday, I'd have a, I still have them to this day. Um, and, and I think my appeal or, or the allure of gold came from my childhood. And then being in finance and, and having the ability to access the metals market and having one of the most famous traders in London tell me, if you ever invest in gold, Thank you very much. You have it right there, Stan. There's Hold on to it. Holding it, man. There's something. There's something. Well, I, I'm a big believer in holding on to it. So that really stuck with me. So when I did come over to America, I came across the pond in 1997. And that's when actually I was listening to your show back then, too. Um, I was, yeah. yeah so you're a long time right? prophecy class. I, I am. I am. So uh, I ha when I say I, you know, I've, I've heard of you. I was when I, I was very honoured to, uh, you know, it's, it's it's very cathartic for me because I remember when you started your show and and listening to it and and even speaking to to your viewers at the time. I got involved in precious metals, um, and I've always been a big believer in holding on to it. And and that was kind of my my base outline for 
you know, really segueing from big financial banks into actually owning tangible metals. And as the older I got, and I'll give away my age, I'm 48 now. Um, Disgusting. Look at that hair, dark hair. 48 now, I try my best, but um, I learned and my knowledge grew to do with the economy and understanding about currency. And I was very fortunate enough to kind of, you know, build a name for myself in precious metals to the point where I had big uh, banks reach out to me, HSBC, the big uh, European and Asian bank, AIG, the big insurance company. And they flew me over to Asia and Hong Kong, Malaysia, Singapore, and they wanted me to educate their financial advisors on how to offer precious metals to clients. Because in Asia, you know, in the early 2000s, the Asian countries, when they used to buy gold, you know what they would buy? They wouldn't buy coins or bars. They would buy jewelry. And they were really trying to make the switch in the early 2000s on how do we educate the masses on buying jewelry, which, by the way, isn't pure gold. You know, it's 14 carat. It's mixed really with not other collectibles. It's really not. You're not really trading. Yeah, good to hold on to, but it's not as pure as, as a coin or a bar. So they really wanted to bring over some Westerners on to educate people on how we sell metals in America. And obviously, you know, with my background, they kind of picked me up and that was a, you know, a fan, a fantastic, you know, uh, opportunity. And, and I helped some of these big brokerage accounts in Asia set up large depositories. So they learned how to hold metals for their clients in, in financial policies. And then obviously when I came back to America, my career and my path was already forged at this point. So I've just always been uh, a very pure proponent to owning precious metals. And again, I always tell people, doesn't mean you put everything into gold and silver, but having a diversified portfolio does make sense. And today, when we look at the economy, and obviously we don't have a crystal ball stand, but I always tell people we have a pretty solid roadmap and we know what that roadmap looks like. And, you know, people have short memories and short memories with the pain. You know, people know the dot-com crashes, the 08 crashes. They they hear terrible things happening in the world today. They, they forget about bank failures that happened last year with First Republic and Silicon Valley Bank. You know, there's a lot of problems that we're facing down the road. And as these problems become closer to our doorsteps, what we want to do is get an education and understanding of what's happening here domestically and internationally, and then really take a step back and say, well, how does this affect my finances? You know, are you completely in the stock market? Do you have an IRA? Do you have a 401k? Where are your funds situated where you could kind of, you know, as Jamie Diamond from uh, JP Morgan says, you know, watch out for uh, a financial tsunami heading our way. We don't want a financial tsunami. And in fact, what you want to do is move to a higher ground. And that higher ground, I tell people, is just an understanding, understanding of what's happening to the US dollar, understanding what are the next speed bumps that we are going to face, especially in the year of an election year, right? You know, gold historically has performed very well during, uh, during uh, election years. But really, what's this roadmap look like? We had a profit. Terry Bennett, uh, he said he, he came and spoke to the Prophecy Club, made a DVD, very, very popular. Mm-hmm. And his prophecies have, many of them already come to pass. But anyway, he said he heard the audible voice say that silver will skyrocket far more than gold. Silver will skyrocket far more than gold. And of course, we know mm-hmm. we're heading into some hard times. We'll get to the prophecy here in just a second. Go ahead. 
Yeah, so I can. I, I see you held up some silver coins earlier. So uh, I'm, I, I, I'm a big believer too. So you know, when you say silver, you have my attention loud and clear. Um, <laughs> a lot of people are very fully aware that silver is very undervalued, and I have to agree with that. I've always been a gold bug throughout the years because gold has been obviously real money. So silver. There's, there's something magical about gold. It's mm -hmm. like I don't care who you are, whether it's the first time you just saw it. When you have a gold coin in your hand, mm -hmm. it's, it's like it's music, you know? It's, it's like it is. Awesome. It really is. More so than any other coin. More so, in my opinion, more so than any other metal. But I still have a bunch of silver. Yeah, I like silver. And in fact, here at Genesis, we're very bullish on silver. Um, if you look at a growth graph, growth graph, that's kind of a tricky word to say, right? Growth graph. If we look at a graph for silver and we look at the industrial use for silver, it has been increasing year upon year. Now, if you look at uh, electric cars, for example, and um, I'm not necessarily a big electric car fan because I don't think we have the infrastructure to support it forward moving, but we are meant to be going fully electric by 2030. A lot of these electric cars use a lot of silver components. Today, science, technology, uh, solar, uh, spacecraft, airplanes, everything has a, a, a silver industrial yeah. use to it. So just industrial use alone, I think silver is extremely undervalued. They're not finding more mines. And even when they do mine silver or gold, it takes many years to set up a gold or silver mine and excavate that metal. So I think silver is very undervalued. It's great for a currency. You know, if you get caught in a pinch and you want something spendable, uh, remember we used to be on the gold standard and even, uh, even a dime used to be worth a couple of dollars before 1964, everything was made with real silver. So we are big believers in silver as well as gold. And when we talk about that word diversification, which kind of gets thrown around very loosely, but when we help our clients diversify, that's something that we do talk about, Stan, is, you know, what percentage of gold to silver, what ratio would you like? And when you look at the silver to gold ratio, there's a trading chart. When that trading chart crosses, that's the buy sign. We're pretty much on that right now. So I agree with you there that silver is a great buy. Um, they're not making any more of it, right? So there's a limited finite supply. So definitely something to be holding on to. Okay, a couple of questions here. First of all, how many folks do you have working for you at the company there? So we're located in Beverly Hills, California. So if any of your listeners are in that area, then you know we'd, we'd love to welcome them. We have about 30 people in total. Wow. Um, it's a secured <laughs> facility. So when I say come on by, they'd have to call, make an appointment. They just can't walk off off the street. And it's funny enough, the building that we are in, um, I would say there's three floors. The bottom floor is a company called Heritage Auctions. Most people know Heritage Auctions. They do super rare coins, super rare paintings. Um, if it's a piece of art, and it's like a Sotheby's, you know, it's an auction house. And then also above them is one of the largest gold wholesalers in the world who we work with. Wow. And then above them is us. So we're kind of integrated, fully stacked integration from super rare coins to working directly with a mint to the retail arm. Well, so, that's my next question. Okay, so yeah. when they come to you, do they get high prices, medium, or some really, really good prices? I say we probably have probably some of the best part, uh, prices in the industry. Obviously, I may be a little bit biased, but when you are competing against online companies that don't have a face or a phone number to pick up and speak to, you know, we're very competitive with online uh, internet price okay, price sites. Question. 
we Christians like to do business with other Christians. So mm-hmm. tell us your testimony. How'd you receive Jesus? You know, it's a very personal story, and hopefully we've got, you know, 10 minutes to share. And, uh, uh, you know, I have to say, with my hand on my heart, I, I wasn't a believer at first. You know, I'm actually, my background is Jewish. My parents, both my parents are Jewish. I was bermitzvahed, so, um, you know, some people at this point would call me a Messianic Jew, okay? Right. Um, my wife, um, and I always make the joke, like, how did she pick me? You know, uh, because she's very religious. I met my wife, who is a born-again. And I met her and she used to go to Bible studies, you know, at least once a week, sometimes twice a week, even when we were dating. And her family were very religious. And when we started dating, you know, my parents were like, well, you know, you should maybe be with someone that's Jewish. Her parents were like, well, you should probably be with someone that's Christian. And, yes. and but it's hard enough to find love without having then to put religion onto it, right? So then as kind of the wheels were turning and, and we were going down this journey together, she would always try to educate me about the Bible and Christianity. And I would take in little bits of information here and there, but I really wouldn't sink my teeth into it. And then unfortunately, it was probably about 11 years ago, my wife's father was diagnosed with cancer. And, uh, and they gave him three months to live, and he ended up living for a year. And he was a very religious man. And every time I would go over and visit him which would be a couple times a week um he would say hey jonathan um you remember the the story where the moses had the chariots and and the sea parted and he would like sit down and talk to me and i say yeah he goes well this is tr- this is true let me tell you why and he would have i would ask him questions and he would have answers for everything that i doubted and it almost came to a point where like i want to try and catch this i want to catch my father-in-law out i want to ask him questions that he can't answer and there was never be a time he would sit there he would read his bible every day before he went into the hospital but he would sit there every day and he would talk to me of the to the word of god and he eventually brought me to my lord and savior jesus christ and he made me a believer and you know i was a doubter and I think using that word, and sometimes people don't like to express that, I had a lot of questions. And sometimes when people are looking for faith and they don't know the answers, it's very important to ask questions and to have someone that can be a mentor and kind of not judge me, but kind of steer me in the right direction. It's fine. We can stop on that now, but we can pick this up when we talk to each other the next time and, and kind of guide me back around. It sounds and, like that's a long story. Okay, so now and that and that's and that's what I needed was 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 a guide, and I had a guide, and 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 that was kind of you know brought brought me to uh, where I am today. Okay, so you brought the Christianity into your business. You yeah. said it's a Christian faith based business. Mm-hmm. Well, funny enough, I didn't personally bring the uh, the Christianity into our business. So when I was consulting, I was actually consulting for other gold companies over the past few years. And there was this big gold company, I won't mention them by name, but I started consulting for them and helping them grow their business. And then there were some things I didn't like. Uh, but what was very interesting was they had a couple of pastors that worked for the company and we got talking and I always liked them. And then, then when I found some things that didn't sit well with me, I thought that they were charging too much. Uh, for products to people I said in good consciousness I cannot stay and consult with the company anymore when I know that they're not doing right by the customer once I told them that they also (laughs) left 
And then, you know, times were swirling with people saying, would you ever get back into the industry again? And, you know, and if I did it, I would want to do it with you. So I ended up working with these two pastors and they are phenomenal people. And that's how uh, we kind of got kind of came together likeness of minds and we created a faith-based company because there's a right way to do this and there's a wrong way to do this uh, and we feel that a lot of these other gold companies out there they offer like ten thousand dollars worth of free silver and, and this is free and that's free but at the end of the day it's the customer that's paying for this and nothing's free um in, in in business so you know we are you know empowered by our faith-based beliefs and it's not something we lead with Stan but when people speak to us and then they kind of peel the onion back and they realize that oh you know their morals and their beliefs align with my beliefs and that's and that's kind of where people okay, feel comfortable. Now you, you also said you feel like you're doing it right so what is doing it right in the metals business and in your company? Well first of all we don't believe in one thing and that's high pressure sales uh you know that makes the back of my hairs on the back of my neck stand up and and when people call in they want to have a conversation they don't want to be sold they want to have uh an education and an informed investor is a better investor over the years even these financial advisors they've thrown people into these investments with people not really knowing what they're in they're just I'm with Merrill Lynch I'm with Charles Schwab and we kind of shed light on well what exactly is in there is it stocks is it bonds but they don't know and I don't try to make them feel embarrassed about it we're just trying to shed light on what they have so they can get an understanding and it's the same with gold a lot of people are just being put into these products and not getting an education do people want coins do they want bars do they know the difference do they know the difference between buying and selling and what coins are going to give you a better premium when you sell what coins are going to have the most lowest premium uh, when you're purchasing what are your needs are you looking at using this as spendable currency are you looking at storing this in a facility and you're never going to touch it so there's lots of questions not one size fits all believe it or not and oftentimes people are trying to yank that you know that cube into a circle and that's not what we do here we kind of slow the process down to the point where people decide what they want and then once they know what they want and they have that light bulb moment then we'll help them uh you know finalize uh, their portfolio and and finish everything up for them okay so now when they call they're not necessarily obligated to buy anything they can just call and just kind of get to know you or maybe ask some questions or maybe you know okay i got this and here and i got that there and i got yeah. a little bit here and just kind of start talking and you can give them some suggestions or advice or where are you yeah. at? Yeah, and you say advice and you have to, you know, anyone that's giving people advice, they have to be careful because unless they're financial advisors, they're not allowed to give financial advice. And that's the trap a lot of these companies fall into. Um, out of the 30 employees that we have here, there's only about four or five people that are allowed to discuss money and move finances because there's very serious when you're dealing with people's iras and 401ks this isn't like a churn factory like it is with these other shops out there that we've seen you know so this has to be held with kids gloves these are people's life savings right and they're making probably one of the most important decisions top five important decisions that they're going to make in their entire life and it's to do with their nest egg their ira and 401k so so this is more of a, a crawl, walk, run approach rather than just call it up and running straight through this. And, I think you're touching their hearts. I, I think a lot of people are saying, I like this guy. Yeah, well, yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, This is my question. What's yes. the difference between an IRA and a 401k? 
So an IRA is an individual retirement account. Maybe outside of your work, you've gone and had some money in the past and you've opened up uh, an individual retirement account and, and, and put that money somewhere. A 401k is maybe you're at a job and the job has offered you a retirement account. So one is with your job and one is you opened it probably by yourself. Uh, but a lot of times people don't realize this. If you are over 59 and a half, you can now roll that IRA or 401k over. Tax-free, penalty-free. It's still an IRA. You still get your statements. That's right. But you can put solid metals in there. Maybe you've left your job and you've kind of have this 401k, you know, traipsing over your back that you're dragging around with you. Well, you can also roll that over. Uh, tax-free, penalty-free. So um, you actually get to hold the metal in their home. I understand, but it can be held in a professional place, right? It can be, if you do it through a pension plan, such as like a TSP, IRA, 401k, the metals have to be held in a licensed depository. And we try to match pe the depository where people live geographically. Um, they log into a portal like a bank account because you need still need a custodian. So that's kind of like logging into your bank account, seeing your value of your IRA, seeing what assets are held in the IRA. If you want to take possession of those assets, Dan, absolutely. Bless you. Um, you can call. You're welcome. You can you can call us up and you take what's called a distribution. Now, obviously, a regular IRA, you take a distribution. You need the money. You pay the taxes on whatever tax bracket you're in. But gold is as liquid as the cash you're holding on to. So whether you have an IRA, one more for luck. Good luck. <laughs> Bless you, Stan. So whether you have an IRA, you can put metals in there, or if you have savings accounts, you can also just bank wire funds to us and we'll physically ship the metals to you as well. So you it's not just make like a check on the phone. We don't do check on the phone. We used to, but there's just been so many, so much fraud out there. Mm. Um, I, I could tell you some crazy stories with secret service knocking on our door, which gave us quite a fright. Imagine two guys yeah. in suits. I'll tell you a quick story, actually secret service knocked on our door and uh, I spoke to them and they said, you just received the check form XYZ for a very high dollar amount. We're like, yes. And they're like, we just want to let you know that even though that check's going through, it's actually not a real check, it's counterfeit. And uh, yeah, and they wanted our help and assistance in catching this, uh, this you got very, it. very high level, top-notch thief. Now we, we participated with them and gave them all the information. I don't know if they caught them or not, but you know, ever since then, um, there's definitely been some times where we've been dinged for you know, a few hundred thousand dollars in fraudulent checks over the past decade. So yeah, normally with, with funds, we do a bank wire because money goes over federal telephone lines, you're federally insured, protected, money hits the same day and we ship the gold. With an IRA, it's literally money never touches us. It's a lateral transfer of wealth. It's a rollover. So it stays okay, with the yeah. custodian. Another question. Okay, so let's look at it in reverse. Let's say someone's got some gold or silver. By the way, you, you offer what metals? Gold, silver, rhodium, palladium? I mean, what? Not rhodium. Uh, platinum and palladium. Obviously, gold and silver are the front runner right now because everybody knows gold and silver. But we do also sell a lot of platinum and palladium. Rhodium, you cannot put into an IRA, but very seldomly do we have people asking for rhodium. Okay. All right. So... They've got some or they buy some from you. They get it uh, a couple of months down the road. All of a sudden, ah, hmm. I need my money or I need half of my money. How quickly and what's the procedure to get that? 
Yeah, immediately. It's uh, we work. We've actually do these stress tests with our own institutions that we work with, just to see how quickly of a turnaround we can help customers liquidate. And the liquidations can happen within a day. The metals movements from a depository, from an IRA to distribution, can happen in a week or less. Um, if it's physical metals in your hand, you're trying to sell, that can be a same day transaction as long as we're in possession of the metals. And don't forget, metals are really as liquid as the cash you're holding onto. And like you said, you know, that kind of aha moment, oh my God, you know, leaky roof or family member, uh, when there's an emergency, I need to cash something out. You know, metals are something quick and easy you can do to liquidate. And in fact, when we talk about diversification earlier, something we always put into <clears throat> IRAs, uh, Stan, is, is, is um, uh, silver rounds. Silver rounds, they're very tradable, very liquid. So we even put some metals in there that are going to be more liquid per se than maybe a different type of metal. So that way, if there is an emergency, that way we can accommodate uh, a client that much quicker. Okay. Uh, now, now the real big question, mm -hmm. we're going to test your prophecy knowledge here. So mm -hmm. we've got uh, about five minutes. Mm -hmm. What do you see coming in the near future? What's your best guess? What's your paint us a picture of what you see? Well, I think the next stress test we're going to see is on some banks um, because commercial loans are defaulting at such an alarming rate. I actually work with some hedge fund people. I mean, these hedge funds people have 500 million plus in real estate. They know what's going on in the market. They're filling the squeeze. They know commercial loans are defaulting at an alarming rate. So I think we're going to see some smaller banks fall by the wayside. And then the larger banks like JP Morgan, right? They're going to wait for these banks to go into receivership and they're going to gobble them up. Yep. But with bank failures, uh, is an issue because bank failures are the stability and the backbone of this country, or well, one of them at least. And, you know, when there's panic, that leads to sell-off and sell-off leads to fear, and that can lead a run on the bank. So I think short-term, I think we will see some more runs on the bank, and that's going to be very detrimental uh, to this country. But more importantly, something that I'm always talking about is debt. Debt does matter. You can't keep printing money like it's going out of fashion and like expect no we're addicted, Stan. We are literally addicted to printing money. We can't help ourselves at this point. So at some point, we've got to have to pay the Pied Piper, right? You can only kick that can so far down the road before you stub your toe. So, you know, when that does happen, what are the ramifications look like? Well, I can tell you right now, you don't want to be fully 100% in paper or fully invested in types of equities and bonds when there's a paper crisis or a debt crisis going on. And that's why, you know, you kind of purchase the flood insurance before the, the flood bank bursts, right? It's no point being reactive. You have to be proactive. And this is kind of the full circle where we tell our clients to get an education, you know, get an understanding. Like I said, we don't have a crystal ball, but I think you do too. You have a pretty good roadmap and you kind of kind of see what's coming towards us and 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 just knowing and, and having that knowledge, you can make the right decisions for you and your family. And mm -hmm. again, if... <clears throat> Jonathan, I have to say, I, I think you've hit a home run. Mm -hmm. I think people like you. I, I think you come across real well. I think you've answered all the questions correctly. Um, they want to know that they're getting a good price from good people that are Christians that run their business right. And I, I think you'll get a lot of calls. So tell us, okay, so how do they get a hold of you? 
Well, they could call us toll free, um, 800-200-GOLD. That's 800-4653, easy number to remember. But if they're coming from you, Stan, um, I believe we have our special web address and actually a special offer from Prophecy Club. So Prophecy Club Gold, Prophecy Club Gold, if they mention Stan Johnson from Prophecy Club Gold, uh, then any any transactional fees, uh, we're able to waive those, particularly for IRAs. So uh, sometimes people call in and they forget. So I urge you, if you're going to call in, uh, please mention Stan's name. Oh, they give a discount. Absolutely, they're going to be getting a discount. And, yeah, and Prophecy Club, they get a discount. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely a, a reason why I'm I'm privileged to work with you, Stan. Like I said, 1997, I was listening to your show. Uh, I was 21 back then. I'm 48 now, and uh, and and here we are talking to to each other. So it's definitely a, an honor, and uh, I'm happy to help educate people um, on the importance of of owning gold. You can tell, like I'm I'm very uh, passionate about gold yeah. because I, I believe in it. It's all I've ever been around since I was 18 years old. I've seen the financial markets. I've seen the meltdowns. I'm not a newbie to this. You know, I've seen the markets are cyclical. And today we are in uncharted waters. And what happens next? Is it going to be pretty? And and that's why we need to prepare now uh, for what's about to come towards us. Okay. Let me give you a picture of what I see coming. And when you want to say something and jump in, just, you know, raise your finger and I'll, I'll let you comment on it. Okay. I think that we are looking at a devaluation of the dollar mm-hmm. as the BRICS company and countries start coming out with their gold back currency, which started January 1 of 2023 or four. And then also we're looking at a Palestinian state being given when this Israeli war comes to an end. And of course you with a Jewish background will want to hear this. When the Palestinian state is given, we already know that uh, in this war, Israel's going to get their eyes open and they're going to see that their enemies surround them and they aren't strong enough to defeat them. And so they'll give the Palestinian state, but it'll be a temporary measure to allow the Israelis time to strengthen the military. Then massive amounts of oil will be found in Israel. And we think we know who's going to find it. And uh, the oil will make the Jews willing to fight for the land and give them the money to build their military, then Israel and America will go against most of the rest of Islam, and they're going to pull out a secret weapon, and that secret weapon is going to cause a great slaughter among the Muslims, and Israel will dwell safely at the end of that war. And then, of course, the next thing comes is when the Russians and Ezekiel 38 and 39 Armageddon takes place, when the whole world comes down to attack uh, uh, Israel. Let me back up, though. Now, we're probably looking at a 30% devaluation. My guess is soon. Uh, maybe the first quarter, maybe the first half of 24. Uh, just a guess is I'm going to say almost for certain by the end of 24. And then we know that it goes down like 30% to 50%, 66%. Finally, the dollar will be worthless as leaves blowing in the wind. And that's when a lot of people will be glad that they called Jonathan uh, Rose, prophecyclub.com, 800-200-46, give me the rest. Five, three, four, six, five, three. Yeah, gold, 800-200-GOLD. Okay, 800-200-GOLD. I like that. That's simple and easy. Yeah. Anyway, um, we're probably looking at an earthquake this year. We're, we're probably looking at possibly even suitcase nukes going off. I mean, our by the end of 2024, I think most of our people – 
see that America is going to be very different. Mm -hmm. But I think that the left is absolutely not going to let Trump into office. Even if he wins, there, we're probably talking about an internal revolution uh, probably this year. Now, none of that is thus saith the Lord. That is just my guesses. Your comments, please. I agree with, uh, interesting to see how the Israel-Palestinian, uh, you know, turns out. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely paying close eye. I've, I've never heard yes. that opinion before, so I, I will definitely uh, keep my finger on the pulse on that. I agree with everything Kelsha is saying. I think one thing that I would add to that is supply chain issues. Um, yes. you know, su supply chain issues are, you know, this is, I call 2024 the year of turmoil. That's kind of, of how I'm looking at 2024. But supply chain issues are going to be big. We speak to uh, customers that work on shipping docks, and they tell me that like companies like Walmart, they're, they're stacking uh, you know, dried foods and, and, and storing containers. And you know, there's big conglomerates that are making shifts for uh, you know, what, you know, the big reset, the, the end times, as people call right. it. Um, I have one client that works for, very quickly, I'll share this with you, works for Brinks, Brinks Armory. You know, they, they pick up cash. They do a lot more than pick up cash. This one gentleman works very high up for Brinks in operations. And he was working with the Federal Reserve to uh, build the, uh, the FedNow coin. And which is the precursor to CBDC, right. Central Bank Digital Currencies. And he said to me, Jonathan, he's like, you know, and I had to laugh when he said this to me because he says, you know, I'm here on the Death Star, you know, building this thing because I'm one of the architects behind it. And he says, I know what happens next. And, you know, and we'll kind of probably save this for another time that we do an interview because you get me going with central bank digital currencies. That's a whole 30 minute conversation plus. I and the digital dollar isn't a digital dollar. It's a software. Um, it's a form of control, right? And, and, and it's the government overreach all over again. Not because all over again, yet. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Um, it completely is the precursor of the mark of the beast. And, and, and people you know, who have their eyes wide open are very aware of what's happening out there. And, and you know, central bank digital currencies and the FedNow coin, this is, this, these are serious movements that are going to affect our fiat money that as we know it, where they're trying to replace our paper currency with something digital with zeros and ones. I want this. I don't want digital. I don't want zeros and ones. I, I want this. And, and that's what I will, and that's what I will be holding on to. And I think a lot of our clients feel the same way. Um, and again, all comes back down to getting an education. And obviously, you're touching a lot of a lot of points that I'm talking about as well. And if your listeners are, are kind of agreeing, and you know, they're kind of you know, they're kind of their ears are perked where we're talking about some um, you know topics that have come to fruition that they're also navigating and, and researching, then they should definitely give us a call, and we'll be able to kind of help okay. them out in, a little bit in further. Closing, in closing, I think you've done a wonderful job. I think you've got a good heart. Uh, I think that you're going to get a lot of calls. I, I think that you touched a lot of hearts out there. They could get a lot of calls and help a lot of people. And to you folks out there, you know, we've talked about this a lot. Uh, the last thing you want to do is be holding a bunch of worthless paper, be it dollar bills or uh, 401ks that have not, or IRAs that are falling down to nothing. You don't want to lose your savings. You know what you want to do? And he can help you to yep. secure that. So go to uh, prophecyclubgold.com or 1-800-200-GOLD, 800-200-GOLD, right?
Correct. And you can help them. You can help them do the right thing, right? 100%. All right. Thank you for watching Prophecy Club. We'll see you tomorrow. I recommend if you want to have your wealth not lost, if you've got it in an IRA, if you've got it in a 401k, if you've got it in a bank, if your wealth is in paper, as Lindsay Williams said, it's worth the paper it's written on. In other words, it's about to be worthless. So I'll send you to prophecyclubgold.com. You can also reach them. Call 800-200-4653. 800-200-4653. They'll give you some ideas on what to do. That is their job, to help you not lose your wealth. I also recommend you go to josephkitchen.com. Get yourself a machine package. That's the wherewithal to grind the wheat berries into flour, put those into a bread machine with five other ingredients, push about two hours or 40 minutes later, you have a nice hot loaf of whole wheat bread. I've had many people email me. They absolutely love the bread. They love the whole idea. And see, because it's long-term storage food. And as in the days of Pharaoh, what fed the world for seven years? It was wheat. I believe wheat is God's food for famines, for God's famine food. It is, there is no perfect one food a person could eat for their whole lifetime and be totally healthy. But in my opinion, bread may come the closest. I mean, why does God call us the wheat? <laughs> wheat and the tares, okay. I think it's because the primary thing we're supposed to be eating is wheat. So go there, and then after you get the machine package, that's all of the mechanical things to make the bread, then you decide how much food you want. By the way, most of your long-term storage food, you're talking nine or $10,000 to feed one person for one year. Did you get that? Nine to $10,000, one person one year. Joseph Kitchen can show you how to do it for about $1,000 per person. We're not talking about half price. We're not talking about 80% less. We're talking about like 90% less than what the other people can tell you that they can get you long-term storage for. I do not know of anybody that can beat that. This is an actual loaf of bread that I actually made. I, I eat bread. I mean, it's, it's, I also have to say that uh, it's brought my cholesterol down. It's brought, brought my blood pressure down. And that I don't get hungry as often. I typically will have a slice for breakfast and a slice for lunch and then a normal meal for whatever. And I've lost, uh, what, oh, 30 pounds over the last year. And in my opinion, I think the primary thing is that did it was, of course, watching what I eat and, you know, all the other things, but bread. So I eat bread as the primary source. And it's also, it'll reduce your food budget, too. Anyway, go check it out.